welcome back guys to the new and improved podcast with your girl Brianna Callis self-love overflow we're here I believe that in order for you to find your purpose you have to love yourself first gotta love yourself first and in order to do that you have to change your thinking it all starts in your mind so let's hop into this episode what's going on y'all i know it's been a minute since i posted a new podcast but i got one for you guys today and i'm super excited um i just wanted to come on and talk to you guys a little bit um, about counting it all joy um recently my pastor has been preaching um on attitude and uh, last sunday he preached about um, how to pick up the right attitude and what kind of attitude you're supposed to pick up. And so he took it from the verse of James chapter 1, verses 2 through 3. And I'm reading from the CSB version. It says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. And that was actually 2 through 4. First, um, James 1, 2 through 4. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, um, I, I have a study Bible, and so at the bottom of the Bible, you can kind of go, you can kind of read, and it goes a little bit deeper into some of the verses. So I wanted to read you guys what my study Bible says, and it says, The command, consider it a great joy, suggests the need for a definite decision to take up a joyful attitude. Believers should react with joy when faced with various trials because these outward circumstances, whether suffering, troubles, or conflicts, are the means through which God works in believers to prove a perfect faith or build endurance. Um, and then in parentheses it says, in the sense of a staying power that surpasses simply hanging in there through afflictions, to include a determination to work through difficulties with purpose and focus. The testing of your faith is not a means of affliction and destruction, but rather a way to refine and purify to produce a deeper, stronger, more certain faith. That thing spoke to me, y'all. Like, it really spoke to me because I think that all of us, in a sense, struggle sometimes with having a joyful attitude when we are going through something. Um, I know I have. I know I'm not the only one. (laughs) Um, And... It's so hard to maintain a joyful countenance when you are going through something, when you're hurt, um, when your kids are acting up, when your marriage is not um, going the way you thought it should go, um, when you haven't heard anything back from the job that you've applied for, you know, when, when things are just happening in your life, your money ain't looking right. When things are happening in your life, it is so difficult to keep to have a, a joyful countenance. But what I took from this was something so simple and the reason that our test is faith, our faith is tested, excuse me, is because God is preparing us for something greater, for something bigger. God is getting ready to elevate us. Um, and we have to make a decision, just like you said. Um, it said that we have to make a definite decision to take up a joyful attitude in every situation that we're in. And it just made me realize, like, wow, like, it's so easy for us to get down on ourselves, to feel hurt, to feel shame, to feel pained. Um, to, to feel unworthy, to feel invaluable when something is, is t- 
bad is happening or what we think is bad is happening in our life. But what if we did start taking up a joyful attitude in every situation, knowing that at the end of this situation, God was going to elevate us? Because that's exactly what he's doing. Why would he call us to have a deeper, stronger, more certain faith if he was not going to elevate us? Because God wants bigger for us. He wants bigger for us. And so we go through so that he can perfect us for our next level. No, I'm not saying we're going to be perfect, but we're going to be perfect for that next level. And so it just made me realize, like, wow, how many um, blessings have I blocked by not having a joyful attitude? Because my pastor really preached on that. Was just basically He was just basically saying, you know, how many things we stop or pause in our lives, how many blessings we put on pause because of our attitudes. And it just really got me thinking, especially after reading this thing, like, wow, how many things have I paused in my life? How many things are still on pause because I have not made a definite decision to have a joyful attitude to worship God regardless of what is going on in my life? You know, because I because I'm wishy-washy. You know, and that's what it says. It says make a definite decision to take up a joyful attitude in every situation. So you can't just pick and choose when you want to have a joyful attitude. You have to choose to have a joyful attitude regardless of what you're going through. And so that that really, it really, 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 really blessed me because I just was like, I just really needed to hear that. And I feel like other people need to hear that too because I think that some of us are so, are okay, I guess, with the way that our attitudes are in certain situations. And we have to learn how to truly count it all joy. It's something that some that people always say, count it all joy, count it all joy. But I, I have to be honest and admit that I didn't necessarily understand or I thought I understood what that meant, but now I see what it meant, what it means to count it all joy because God wants to bless me. He wants to elevate me, right? And it says that he wants to prove a perfect, a perfect faith or build endurance. And it says in the sense of a staying power that surpasses simply hanging in there through afflictions. Don't we do that? Sometimes when we're going through, doesn't it feel like we're just hanging on by a thread in, in whatever it is that we're going through? That's not how we should be as believers. We shouldn't just be hanging on within our afflictions. We should be excelling in our afflictions. We should still be be ushering in the blessings in our lives and our afflictions. We should still be happy in our afflictions. We should still be joyful. People shouldn't even know that we're going through what we're going through. You know, because our attitude is so joyful. And that's how you get blessed. And so I just love that part, like barely hanging on, because I feel like, you know, when you think of going through certain situations or going through hardships, you think of barely hanging on. I'm barely making it. I got $2 in my account. I'm barely making it to the next paycheck. You know, my my relationship is barely hanging on, you know. And I'm barely making it in my health. Like, I think that we really, 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 really take on that barely making it attitude instead of taking on a joyful attitude, which is why we'll never be able to excel above our afflictions, above our situations, because we take on that 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 type of countenance, that barely hanging on, I'm barely making it. I'm depressed. I'm hurt. I'm sad. You know, we speak those things into our life. I'm broke. I'm tired of this job. I'm just tired in general. Like... We speak those things instead of taking up a joyful attitude, a joyful countenance. 
And then we wonder why it's so difficult for us or why we're barely hanging on in the affliction when that's what we speak into our lives on a daily basis. Like we have to stop because God wants us to be able to thoroughly work through our difficulties, work through our afflictions with purpose and focus and strength. He wants us to be complete. He wants us to be whole regardless of what's going on in our situation. We have to choose to take up a joyful attitude regardless regardless because this thing is bigger than us this thing that God wants to bless us with is bigger than us it's bigger than our affliction it's bigger than our pain it's bigger than our hurts it's bigger it's bigger than anything that you could than you could than you could have ever gone through and so if you can't make it through this then you have to know and understand that God can't give you the elevation. He can't give you the big blessing. It's going to be put on pause until you learn how to work through your situations. And how do you do that? By counting it all joy. How do you count it all joy? By thinking about where God brought you from, by thinking about all the things that God brought you through, by thinking about all the places and the things and the people that God brought you to, by thinking of your kids, the bless, their blessings, by thinking of your spouse, that's a blessing. By thinking of your support system, that's a blessing. Thinking about all of the previous blessings that God has given you. Heck, thinking about how he woke you up this morning because so many people didn't wake up or thinking about how you're not laid up in a hospital somewhere hurt. Thinking about how God has blessed you, has covered you, has protected you. He didn't let you die in certain situations that you were supposed to be dead in. God didn't let your joy be taken from you, your love be taken from you, your peace be taken from you. That's how you count it on joy, by counting your blessings, guys. Count your blessings. I'm telling you, once you start thinking about, if you're going through something and then you start thinking about what God brought you through, then it reminds you that God can bring you through this too. And then you get happy because you're like, wow, I remember when you brought me through that. It brings you joy. That's how you counted all joy, y'all. So then my pastor, he moved on and he moved to Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. And he said, and in that verse, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when you count it all joy, when you take up a positive attitude, a joyful attitude, a joyful countenance. When you worship him, when you love him, when you pray, when you put a smile on your face, when you stop allowing certain things to get to you, then the joy of the Lord can be your strength. And that's the whole purpose of having a joyful attitude because when you are feeling down, when you are going through things, you feel like your strength is depleted. You feel like you're too hurt. You feel like you can't be forgiven. You feel like you'll never get out. You feel like it's just happening over and over. You feel like it's one thing after another. That's how you feel. You feel like that. And so when you count it all joy, when you decide and make a definite decision to have a joyful attitude in the midst of your adversity, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your affliction, you're going to get your fight back because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're going to get your swag back. You're going to get a pep in your step. You're going to start letting people go who add to that negativity in your life. 
You're going to be happy. You're going to feel complete. You're going to feel whole. You want to know why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you decide to have joy, you become strengthened. That's what keeps you in the fight, man. That's what keeps you not barely hanging on, but excelling in your difficulties. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You receive strength when you decide that you want to rejoice in the Lord. You receive strength to keep going. You you receive strength to keep hanging on. You receive strength to keep praying, to keep believing, to keep hoping. You receive strength to keep having faith in God. The joy of the Lord strengthens you. So that's why you have to have a joyful attitude. That's why you have to count it all joy. Because the joy of the Lord is going to nourish you. It's going to complete you. It's going to make you whole. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to bring your love back. It's going to, it's going to bring your joy back. It's going to, um, to, just, to, to make you feel better in each and every way possible. You have to count it all joy. You have to have a joyful attitude. You have to stop allowing your situations to alter your perception of the God you serve. And you have to understand that you are being prepared for something bigger than what you are going through. You have to understand that there is something bigger that God wants to bless you with, but he can't get it to you. You have it on pause because you keep choosing the incorrect attitude. You have to understand that there is more in you than what you see. That God wants to give you more that you can't see. But you're holding it up because you want to continue to be mean and nasty. You want to continue to, to wallow in your, in your uh, deficiencies. You want to continue to focus on what you don't have. Um, you want to continue to focus on what you're going through. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Choose an attitude of joy and watch God work. Watch God work. Watch you get your strength back, your joy back, your peace back. Watch you get your finances back. Watch you get this new job you've been waiting on. Watch you get the man, the woman that you've been waiting on. Watch your marriage start to thrive. Watch your kids start to thrive. You are getting ready to overflow, overflow. But you got to count it all joy. You have to understand that your attitude will affect the blessings upon your life. And as long as you continue to choose the wrong attitude, you're going to stay in that situation until you learn how to count it all joy. For some of us, God is just waiting on us to count it all joy. God is just waiting on you to make a definite decision about choosing a joyful attitude. But every day you get up and you cry and you whine and you complain about the job you got, about the car you got, about your kids, about your man, about everything else. Count it all joy. Count it all joy because there was one time or at one point where you asked for these things too. And now you're complaining about them. You asked, you prayed for the job. You got it and now you hate it. You prayed for the car. You got it and now you want something bigger and better. You prayed for the man. But every little thing he do get on your nerves now. Like... 
come on, count it all joy. Learn to count it all joy. Start training your mind to count everything as joy and start training your mind to make you realize I don't have to be upset in this situation. I don't have to choose a negative attitude in this situation. Why? Because this is a test. This is a test to perfect me for the next level that God is trying to take me on. And I am not going to miss out on the next level because I choose the wrong attitude. So count it all joy, y'all. Count it all joy. Remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You count once you start counting it all joy. I promise you, you're going to feel different. You're going to feel a change. You're going to feel movement. You're going to see things happen. I promise you, I promise you, count it all joy. I love y'all. I hope this blessed you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Self Love Overflow. Um, Of course, we talk about all things self-love and learning how to be joyful in any situation is definitely, definitely a huge part of self-love. Um, and it's a discipline that many of us have a difficult time mastering. So I hope that this episode kind of encouraged you, gave you a different perspective on what it really and truly means to count it all joy. Um, I hope that it blessed you. And I hope that I gave you some nuggets, some verses that you can take and utilize each and every day of your life. I love you guys. Until next time. Thank you.